So today we're going to learn the second Sicha on the section of Igera Tatshuva, which is the which is from the Tanya. The Tanya is divided up into five parts. And the third section of the Tanya is called the Letters of Teshuva. It's a 12-chapter section all about the, the subject of repentance, or more accurately, of the returning in our relationship with Hashem. And in volume 19 of the Kutisichos, there are five Sichos that are published there, where the Rebbe explains his father's comments on the Alter Rebbe's wordings in the Tanya. And we're going to go through this one. It's a fascinating, really enjoyable learn that I think we'll all be able to learn a, of this idea and meaning and the deeper meaning of Teshuva. So the first thing to know is a small recap. In the first chapter of the section of Tanya, the Alter Rebbe lays out, based from the Talmud, that there are a few different kinds of fixings for certain sins. There's a sin that a person could do, for example, violating and not performing a positive commandment that you're supposed to do. There's a certain sin that needs teshuva for a sin of a negative commandment that you do do or something that Hashem says you're not supposed to do. Then there are certain higher level of sins called uh, sins that that get a punishment of excision, karis, where a person would die at half age. And these are discussed basically in the first chapter of Tanya. Then in chapter 2 and chapter 3, the Altarebbe lays out that besides the main point of teshuva, which is to show regret to God for doing something wrong and making a complete resolution that you will not go back to your old ways. In chapter 2 and 3, he says, after you already fixed the relationship with Hashem in that way that you now said, I'm sorry, and you made that commitment, there's still another thing that you have to do. What is that? You have to find appeasement in your relationship with Hashem. Think of it, he says, as a king. Let's say a person did something against the will of the king, depending on how bad the violation is, that would depend on what the consequence is. But if you say, I'm sorry, and you do all the necessary things to be forgiven from the king, so the king says, okay, you're forgiven. But what do you do after you're forgiven to make sure that your relationship with the king is as it was before you did the sin? Because remember, once you do a sin, you're not in the same, you're not seen in the same light anymore. So you have to now find favor in the king's eyes. So he goes through the idea that in the temple times, we brought sacrifices of animals or other kinds of offerings to Hashem. That was the way of, that was the appeasement to now build back the desire of the relationship. It's true. Isn't it? You're not going to get punished because you repented. But do the extra gifts, the gifts you're giving to Hashem, which is the offerings. How do you do it after the temple was destroyed? So he says, it's in the time of the temple, you took out your money, which you could have bought food or other luxuries for yourself, and you spent it on charitable things to bring to the temple, on offerings. Now you want to give away your flesh, your flesh of your body. How do you do that? By fasting. 
And he goes through the long explanation of how many fasts you have to do, for which kind of sins, and we spoke about that last week in more detail. And certain fasts, certain sins have lots of fasts for it, and that by fasting you're giving away your own meat of your body, so to speak. That's like giving yourself as an offering because we don't have the temple. And since we're not strong anymore to do fasting, therefore you give tzedakah with the money that you would have spent on the food, you give that to charity. So after these three chapters of the Igeris HaTshuva, we have in chapter 4 where he says the following. He says, all the previously mentioned points is all regarding to make a complete atonement in your relationship with Hashem. But let's understand more that what Teshuva itself really means. And then the Alter Rebbe says that we must explain this, and here he uses four words. He says, Levair Hatif, to explain this good, or explain this concept well, what does it really mean, Teshuva? Beharchavat Habir, with a broad explanation. And how am I going to help to explain this well and broadly? By making an introduction of what it says in the Holy Zohar. In the Holy Zohar it says that there's a soy, the secret to the word Teshuva, is you take the word Teshuva and you break it into two. Tashuv hey. Take the word Teshuva and separate the hey, and you read Tashuv means to return. You have to return the letter hey. Now, what does that mean? Well, you have the name of God that has the Yud and the hey and the Vav and the hey, right? That's the special holy name of God that has these four letters. So if when a person does a sin, you basically separated the hey of Hashem's name. Yud, hey, vav, and then there's another hey. So you separated the hey. So in Kabbalah it says, in the Zohar it says, that when you do teshuva, you are teshuv hey. You're returning the letter hey back to the name. In other words, you're bringing Hashem's name to be more compl- back to be complete. Says the Zohar that there's two hey's in Hashem's name. There's yud, hey, and there's vav, hey. Ah, because there's two levels of teshuva. The lower level of teshuva is returning the lower hay, which is the second hay, returning the second hay to the vav, and the higher level of teshuva is returning the first hay to the yud. Yud hay is the higher half of Hashem's name. Vav hay is the lower half. So when you return to Hashem, you're returning through a lower level of teshuva, you're returning the second hay to the vav, and then through a higher level of teshuva, you're returning the first hay to the yud. Now, let's not be afraid. Throughout today's sicha, we're going to learn what does it mean a lower teshuva, and what does it mean a higher teshuva. But so we're going to learn that. But before we get to that, the Rebbe's father, while he was in exile in Chile in, in uh, Kazakhstan. So over there, he had a very limited amount of ink. He didn't have much paper. So he wrote comments on the side of the Zohar and the side of his Tanya. On the margins of the Tanya, he wrote comments. In this section of Tanya, and the, the letter on the section of Teshuvah, he has 16 
comments, and each one is jam-packed, very precise, short words. So the Rebbe's father brings down that in the four words that the Rebbe said, he's going to explain this well in a lengthy, broad explanation, which is the whole chapter four, explaining the four letters of Hashem's name. So in these words, Levayer Hatev, to explain it well, with a broad explanation, the Rebbe's father points out like this. Levayer Hatev is two words that goes on the level of the lower level of Teshuvah. When he says, I'm going to explain it with a broad explanation, that goes on the higher level of Teshuvah. Now, if you want to mark down these following mystical words, and slowly we'll be able to appreciate more the meanings of these words. So he says like this, the word Leva'er, which means to explain, that alludes to the lowest, the lower hay of God's name, which represents in the ten sephiros. When you look at the spheros, so you have seven emotional spheros and three are the intellect. From the seven emotionals, the lowest of all the emotionals is malchus, the idea of sovereignty. Why do we call kingdom sovereignty the lowest? Because the king doesn't have anything of his own. Anything that a king owns is from the taxes of the country, of the people. So he himself is considered to be, in a way, it's considered to be the lowest because he only has what everybody gives him. If nobody gives, he doesn't have anything. So we call it like that. So in the letters of Hashem's name, Malchus, the idea of sovereignty, represents the lower hey of Hashem's name. When you say the word Hatev, I'm going to explain it well. Hatev, like explain it well, good. That represents the in the spheros, the, the attribute of yesod. Yesod means foundation, which means it's well done, it's strong, it has a good, strong foundation. So, and, and also, it's represented from all six. So you have seven emotional emotions in the spheros. Six plus the sovereignty is the seven. So six is represented by the letter vav. So you have a hey and the vav, Hashem's name, right? Yud hey and vav hey. So vav hey is represented by the emotional attributes. So again, hey is malchus, sovereignty, and vav goes on the six of the other emotions, mainly on yesod, on the foundation, because when the Rebbe says, I'm going to explain this well, explain means malchus, sovereignty, because that's where it all comes down to, explaining something, right? And then when you say good, well, it represents Yusoi, the foundation, which is represented by all the six emotions. Now, in Teshuvah, there's two ways to understand the word Teshuvah. You could say Teshuvah means you did repentance, but you also, I'm sure all of us heard this, the terminology called Baal Teshuvah. What does it mean, Baal Teshuvah? Baal Teshuvah means that you are the owner of Teshuvah, meaning you have such a strong grip on your Teshuvah that you now, you mastered it. It's now, it's yours. You, you, it, you're completely, you have it like so well. Right? You say, on a house, you say Baal Habayis, the, the owner of the house. Here you call it Baal Teshuvah, where you have the ownership of it, you, you have it well. 
So he says, teshuva alone is the lower level. It's only one part of it. It's only the hate. But if you have Baal Tshuva, you actually have also the Vav. So if you have Tshuva and Baal Tshuva, that's how you connect the head to the Vav. Because remember, Teshuva, the word Teshuva is Teshuv Hey, return the Hey. So you return the Hey to the what? To the Vav. Vav hey go supposed to be together, but when a person sins, the hey and the vav separates. So you brought them together. Now you have the hey and the vav. So that's all the lower level of teshuva called teshuva tata, the lower level. Then when the so now that explains to us, the Rebbe's father gave us this insight, this mystical insight that when it's the Alter Rebbe says explain well, it refers to it refers to two levels in the lower level of teshuva. It refers to tshuva and bal tshuva in the lower hay. Now, how about in the higher hay, yud hay, so the first hay. So he says that's represented by the words when the Rebbe said, he's going to explain it in a broad way. Broadness represents an intellect. When you use your intellect, you have first, you have just an idea and then you broaden the concept. Right, you take a title of a of a book, and then you have a whole book to explain what those words mean, or or one word. So broaden is represented by the word of bina, because chachma is just the idea. Bina is broadened. So the Rebbe says, I'm going to explain to you the idea of teshuva in a broad way. It's represented by the attribute of bina. So now. The Rebbe has a question here. He says, in the first two words, you said that Leva'er, Hetev, explain it well, represents two things. It represents Malchus, and the, which is the, the seventh of the motion attributes, and all six. So it expresses two levels of Teshuva and Baal Teshuva in the lower level. But in the higher level, you only explained to us, his father only explained to us that it represents, which his father enlightened us that the Alter Rebbe is using the word broad explanation only covers Bina. It doesn't cover the Chachma. He, he didn't actually use any word that should also cover the higher level of Baal Tshuva in the higher level of Tshuva. Remember, there's two kinds of levels of Tshuva. There's a lower hay and a higher hay. There's a lower Tshuva and a higher Tshuva. So in the lower Tshuva, you said there's Tshuva and Baal Tshuva. But how about in the higher level? We know that there's also going to be Tshuva and Baal Tshuva in the higher level. So how come he doesn't express a word that should represent the Baal Tshuva in the higher level of Tshuva, which we know in mystical terms that that would refer to Chachma. But he doesn't say it. He only says Harchavas, the broadening, which represents Bina. That's one question. Another question is, that the Rebbe began by saying that we're going to explain this whole idea in a, in, we're going to explain it well and in a broad way what are we going to explain? What it says in the Holy Zohar regarding the word of Tshuva, according to Kabbalah's way of understanding the word Tshuva, return to Shuva, hey, return to hey. But Al-Tarebbe used the word, he said, I'm going to explain this well with the introduction of what it says in the Zohar. 
Well, when you say introduction, that means I'm, I'm telling you a different idea, like an outside idea that's an introduction to something else. I'm going to introduce you as an introduction to something else and then come back to this. But he says it doesn't seem like that's what Dr. Herb is doing. He's saying I'm giving to you with the introduction of what it says in the Zohar, but what it says in the Zohar is his explanation. So why is he using the word behektim, which means with introduction? Now, in addition to this, is not understood another idea. The whole general idea here is in order to understand well what it says in the Zohar of the word teshuva according to Kabbalah. That again, that it means teshuva is teshuv, hey, Return the letter hey back to Hashem's name. Now, when we say that, what happens when a person does a sin? You basically, you basically affected something negative in God's name because you didn't listen to God. So you did what you wanted to do. So now, if you do something not what Hashem wants, you made Hashem's name be more all over the place. So you took the hey and you pushed it away from his name. Which means, where did you push the hate to fall? You, the hate got moved into an exile. In a place where it doesn't belong. So that's what happens when you do teshuva. You bring back that hate out of the exile. But he says, when a person does, there's something called the mitzvah of teshuva. The mitzvah of teshuva is that you decide in your heart in a complete way called the Lev Shalem with a complete um, decision. You made and I'm going to leave my path of the sins and I'm going to now connect myself only to Hashem. So he says, by understanding the Kabbalistic idea that Teshuvah means returning the hey, how does that help me to the real mitzvah of Teshuvah which is all about one thing. Saying to yourself, I'm no more going to do this negative thing from now on. I'm only going to do the right thing. So in other words, how does it help me? It's very nice to know Kabbalistic terminologies. But how does that help me to my actual mitzvah of doing teshuva? The actual mitzvah of teshuva is called azivas hachet. Going away from the sin and yigmar belibay belay shalim. To make a full complete resolution in your heart. You're not going to do the sin anymore. That's the mitzvah of tshuva. So how does it help me in my mitzvah of teshuva by knowing the Kabbalistic idea of returning the hay? And even more, Dr. Ebbe said that you need this introduction of the Kabbalistic idea. In order to really understand well the mitzvah, you need to have this mystical idea from uh, the Zohar. How does that help me? How does this mystical idea as an introduction to doing tshuva really helped me. Now, he says, let's even ask a question even a little bit bigger. The Alter Rebbe said from the Zohar that not just that the word tshuva means tashuv hey, tashuv hey, return to hey, but it also refers to two levels in tshuva. Teshuva Tata and Teshuva Ilah. Those are Aramaic terminologies for the lower Teshuva and the higher Teshuva. And we said that that means the lower Hay and the higher Hay because there's two A's in God's name. Yud Hay and Vav Hay. 
So the lower is to return the hate to the vav, and then the higher is the higher two letters of Hashem's name. That means that through understanding the mitzvah of tshuva, you need to have this idea of the higher level of tshuva. He says, really? He says, later in chapter 8 of the, of the section of tshuva, the Alter Rebbe explains the difference between the lower tshuva and the higher tshuva. He says like this, the lower tshuva means that when a person does a sin, you have to cleanse yourself from any soil or dirt that came onto your garment. He uses that terminology. In other words, when you when a when you when your person does something that you spilt, let's say, coffee on your shirt, right? So you you have to clean that if you want to have a clean shirt. So when you do a sin, this is just a spiritual negativity that goes on your soul. So you have to wash that out. So you have to wash out your soul from any dirt that came on to the clothes of your soul. Now, that's called the lower level of tshuva. Meaning, the lower level of tshuva refers to actual sins. Things that make your relationship with God dusty and dirty and a stain in that relationship with Hashem. But then there's a higher level of tshuva. And in chapter 8, Dr. Rebbe says the higher level of tshuva refers to something, nothing to do with a sin. When you were born, every human being, when you were born and your soul came from heaven down into this world, your soul now is not anymore so close to godliness and to God and all the spiritualities when it comes down into a physical body, a mundane material body a body that has all kinds of material desires. So your soul journeyed from above and it had a big descent to come into this world. So the higher level of tshuva actually means that you return your soul to that high level of bonding relationship with, with, with God. To the level of the way your neshama was before it came down into this body. Which is amazing. That's the higher level of tshuva. So the lower level of tshuva, to, sum, to summarize, is for a sin. The higher, to cleanse the sin. The higher level of tshuva is not even about sin. It's about the relationship of your soul and God from before it came down into this world to after it came down to this world. Says the Rebbe, this is total, totally not understood. How could we say that in order to finish and complete the atonement for, and the cleansing of your soul, that you should be so desirable to the king the way you were in your relationship from before doing the sin. After I do that, and after chapter 2 and 3, which speaks about those extra gifts of the offerings in the temple times or fasting or tzedakah today, right? After doing all those things, and then he goes to tell me that you should also have a higher level of tshuva. The higher level of tshuva has nothing to do with sin. How is the higher level of tshuva actually connected to the mitzvah of tshuva? 
and not just that, he said that the mitzvah, he's going to explain the, the, the idea of tshuva, which is the hascholas mitzvah satshuva v'ikar. It's the beginning of the mitzvah of tshuva and the main thing. How is the higher level of tshuva the main thing in the mitzvah? The main thing in the mitzvah of tshuva is to bring back your relationship with Hashem that got dirty when a person sinned. So how do you, how are you able to explain that with the higher level of tshuva? The higher level of tshuva is not about a sin. It's about getting your soul back to a level from before you were born. But what did that have to, you didn't do anything wrong for that to happen. It's just a fact that happened. So he says to understand all of this, he says, let's, you know, let's like kind of like step back and let's look at the whole picture of what does it really mean in practical day-to-day lower level of tshuva and a higher level of tshuva. See, so quotes here from many places, and mainly it's quoted in the Lakuta Torah on the Alter Rebbe's lengthy, beautiful uh, essays of Hasidus on the weekly Parsha. A lot of it is some good, deep stuff there, but it really opens your eyes to the power. When you read that, you'll understand why Hasidim don't go to sleep Shabbos. Because it's just, it's not even worth to waste your time on sleeping. It's like, this is the real high. So over there, Alter Rebbe explains us, that the lower level of tshuva is connected to the relationship in terms of what's called sur meirah and asetayv. Sur meirah means the work of going away from anything bad. Asetayv means the work of doing something good. There's, in, there's analogies brought in Hasidus to this idea of Going away from bad, think of it like a house. You built a new house. So first you have to go away from the bad, meaning clean out all the dirt. Right? You know the way when they build a house, they bring a big dumpster and you throw out all the extra materials that you don't need, all the garbage, you clean out the whole house. And then you make the house nice. Then you bring in all your new furniture. So in our relationship with Hashem, First, we have to work on getting rid of any negativity we have, clean out what has to be cleansed. And then you could start doing the good things, meaning you could start doing mitzvahs. So the lower level of tshuva has to do with cleaning out any shmutz that's in your way and the practicing of mitzvah. The higher level of tshuva, as he even mentions later on in the in the uh, in the chapter eight over here also, that the higher level of tshuva is about learning Torah. Now, how do we explain this? The lower level of tshuva has to do with practicing of mitzvahs. The higher level of tshuva has to do with the studying of Torah. So he explains like this: fascinating Hasidic way of understanding this. In practicing of mitzvahs we have to look at ourselves in our relationship with Hashem that if you're committed to do a mitzvah, you're committed all the way. No matter how difficult the mitzvah is, you're committed to do it. That's in the relationship of a mitzvah. Mitzvah is practicing something. So let's say a person says, from now on, I'm going to daven every day. Okay, I'm going to pray every day. So you make that resolution that you're going to do the mitzvah of prayer, regardless if it's easy or not. Like, for example, a servant to their master. If you're committed to your master, you'll do it at whatever cost it is. There's no calculations. 
if this is what I'm doing, I'm committed, I don't care if it's hard or not, right? If a person says, let's say, I'm going to synagogue every Shabbos, once you make that commitment, it doesn't matter anymore if it's snowing, if it's ice, if it's schmaltzing hot outside, this is what I committed to do, that's what I'm doing. So in mitzvahs, it's about the person that makes the commitment to do it, no matter how hard it is. However, when it comes to learning Torah, it's different. Learning Torah is learning the wisdom of Hashem, which means you're learning the law of God. You're learning things that help you to actually practice, but it's the learning things. It says that the pureness of Torah, of the words of Torah, because the words of Torah is God's word. So it's like God's word is coming through your throat. Because it's not your words. It's God's words when you study Torah. So it's God coming through you. You are basically a non-existent. It's God speaking through you. So in other words, it's not a you. When you're learning Torah, it's like the king himself is talking. It's about the presence of the king. So you see the difference in a mitzvah and in Torah. Mitzvahs, we're breaking up these two points, learning Torah and doing mitzvahs. Doing mitzvahs, we focus about the person. Learning Torah, it's not about you. It's about God that's being expressed through you. But there's no you. It's not about you. Obviously, a person could start to learn because they want to learn only because there's the philosophical part of it. But that's when you learn Torah because it's God's Torah, then you're learning it and it's God's Torah just coming through you. He says, really, we can even explain this a little bit more with you know more words, explain and elaborate on this idea. He says, there's two parts to every person's soul when it comes down into this world. There's a part of the soul that comes into this world and there's part of your soul that does not come down into this world. Every person's soul is divided into five parts, but the four parts comes down into this world. Okay, The highest part of your soul stays in heaven and it's one with Hashem and it, it, it never separates. In other places in Hasidus, he calls that the, the level of Yechida, the oneness with Hashem. So Hashem doesn't say to the soul, the entire soul comes down. A big part of the soul comes down. But not all of it. So the parts of the soul that comes down into this world, it's impossible for a person, even no matter how holy of a tzaddik you are, to completely be nullified because that part of the soul came into the body. It's now in a, it's in, it's locked into a material substance of a body, a physical substance. The higher part of your neshama, which doesn't come down into this world over there, you could now float in full ecstasy of being one with Hashem. So he says, this is the difference, again, of the mitzvah. When you do a mitzvah, you, you're humble to Hashem and you make the commitment, I'm going to do it like a servant would tell to a king, I'll do it at all costs. But there's still an existence of you doing it. I am committed to do it. I am going to follow God's commandments. But when it comes to the Torah, we're talking about the higher level. We're talking about the part that of the neshama that doesn't come down into this world. And at that level, you could be completely nullified. And he says, this is the difference of the lower level of tshuva that's connected to the practice of mitzvahs and the higher level of tshuva, which is connected to the work and toil of studying of Torah. 
The lower level is I'm returning to Hashem, to Shuvah, to Shuv Hey, the lower Hey, to the place of the relationship that I had with Hashem before I did a sin. So I'm basically now, by returning with the Hey, I'm cleansing out any dirt that attached itself to my soul by my sins. Therefore, the lower level of Tshuva is connected much more with mitzvahs, like a servant to the king. The higher level of Tshuva is returning the neshama back to the way it was before the neshama ever came down. Meaning, it's dealing with this place of the soul before the soul was blown into the human's nostrils. And that's why when you learn Torah, it's Hashem's talking through your throat. As a side note, but it's, it's worthwhile. There's a shliach who lives in uh, Ithaca, New York, Rabbi Silberstein. And I remember him once saying a story. He said one time, he wrote into the Rebbe, he said, I'm out here in Ithaca, New York. I feel very lonely out here. It's a very quiet, I think a university town. But you know, he's lonely. The Rebbe wrote back to him and said that when a person learns Torah, Hashem sits across you and learns with you. So how could it be that you should ever feel lonely? You see, when you think about it in the essence of something, learning Torah connects you to the highest, purest level of your soul before anything is blown and comes down into this world. So you're connected to such a high, pure level. It's just you and Hashem. That's an amazing, amazing company. You're never alone. You think you're alone at home? Learn a little bit of Torah and you're completely not alone. Hashem's presence is with you like never before. Now these two levels of Teshuvah, the lower level connected to mitzvahs, the higher level connected to the study of Torah, he says you could actually find a lower and a higher level of Teshuvah in the lower Teshuvah and a lower and a higher level in the higher Teshuvah. Each, not just that there's two levels, a higher chuva, lower chuva. There's two levels in the higher chuva, and there's two levels in the in the lower teshuva. Meaning, you have the level of teshuva and bal teshuva in both. Teshuva and bal teshuva in the lower level, and teshuva and bal teshuva in the higher level. Because both levels in the lower level of teshuva, it explains. That the lower level of tshuva is connected to surmeira, As we explained the analogy of the house, first clean it up. Which means you make it clear that I have nothing to do with any more dirt. I'm cleaning up all my surroundings. Surmeira, I make the resolution to go away from anything bad. Anything that's opposite of what God wants, I'm sticking away from that. The higher level in the lower level of tshuva is learning Torah, doing the good in the relationship of working hard in Torah and davening. In other words, in the spiritual stuff you do in this world. Mitzvah is connected to material substance. Torah and prayer is spiritual. Right? You can close your eyes, you can look into the siddur in the book, and it's much more of a spiritual experience without being so connected to something material. Learning in a way, learning Torah in a way that's more than what you're used to, that's called going out of your box. So that's like a higher level of tshuva. What does it mean? Dr. Rebbe brings down in an earlier chapter in Tanya that there's something called the Oved Elohim. 
In chapter 15, in the first section of Tanya over there, he says, what does it mean a person that's a servant of God? Oived means, he says, Oived means you toil. He says, ah, in learning, there's two levels of learning. Let's say you're used to that every single thing you learn of Torah, you review it a hundred times. So for you, a hundred times reviewing is the normal. So, Going out of your box means that you learned that subject 101 times. That's a whole different story. 100 to 101, going out of your box. Over there, the Alter Rebbe brings down in the chapter 15, an example from the Talmud. It brings down a story with that there was a company that used to uh, have a certain fixed fee that they would charge to transport goods with the donkeys or camels, whatever it was, right? So let's just use our analogy that for 10 kilometers of transporting goods, they charged $10 a kilometer. So 10 kilometers, you have to pay $100. It's a fixed fee. But if you go over 100 kilometers, it turns to $20 for every kilometer. Why? Because there you're already exerting, exerting your, your, the exertion that you're putting onto the animal is working way too hard, much more than the normal, so the fee goes double there. Same thing here with coming to serving Hashem. When you serve Hashem and you learn Torah, your normal quota every day, let's say your normal quota is to, again, review it a hundred times, or let's say you learn a hundred minutes a day or ten minutes a day. What's called breaking yourself in learning Torah? that you do it 11 minutes a day or 101 minutes a day. The point is that you went over your normal amount of learning. That's called you go out of the box. So what's tshuva and bal tshuva in the lower level? It's these two points. Sur rise. I'm still a me. There's still an I here. I am devoted to Hashem. I say I'm going to commit myself to do mitzvahs and listen to whatever Hashem wants. I'm going to accept the yoke of heaven on me. And I'm going to do do what Hashem wants. But I still didn't go out of anything. Didn't go out of a box. I was just, I was just willing, I'm willing to do mitzvahs in an uncomfortable way, even when it's not easy. But asay toiv, doing the good reference to the Torah, where you go out of your normal amount of learning Torah. And that's why it's connected to the higher level in that level of tshuva, called the bal tshuva of the lower level of tshuva. But nevertheless, even this higher level, why are we calling this higher level of learning Torah where you break yourself and you go out of your box of your normal amount of commitment of Torah? Why do we count that in the lower tshuva world? Let's say in that second hey. The reason is because when you're a human being and you go out of your box, it's you that is learning more. You say, I'm going to learn 11 minutes from now on instead of 10 minutes. Or I'm going to learn an hour and a half, more than what I'm used to. So it's you that's strengthening yourself, but there's still a you. So there's still a fight inside you. And even more, it's, it's going out of your nature, meaning that I'm changing my nature, but you didn't go out of your nature. In other words, you haven't reached the level yet where the Torah is completely talking through you because Hashem is talking through you. It's that it's all about my level of effort. So that's why we call that 
in the lower hay, the lower level of tshuva. So it's the higher part, but it's still in the lower level of tshuva. But then there's another level, and that is called the learning of Torah, the way it's connected to the higher tshuva, to the higher hay. Tshuva ilah. And that is the level of where Hashem speaks through you. That Dvar Hashem, that Hashem talks through your throat. Now, that's the that level where it comes like from Hashem down in your Torah, that's the lower level in the higher tshuva. But then there's the Baal tshuva level of the higher hate. And that has to do with the level called Kaddish or Kedusha. Like from a verse that says, Kaddish atzmecha b'mutar lach. You should sanctify yourself in the things that are permitted for you. In other words, we all know that you could drink as many as coffees as you want. Why? Because it's kosher. If you have a kosher coffee, goes into hey, drink 10 coffees a day. Is there any problem to drink as many as you want? Maybe you'll get a little shaky hands, but whatever, whatever it is, if it's something is kosher, it's technically permitted. But a higher level in service to Hashem is that you only sanctify, not that you, 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 that you do sanctify things that are permitted to you. In other words, just because it's permitted to you, you're only going to do it if I could make it holy. So in other words, I'm only going to drink an extra coffee if I could figure out a way how to use out that hyper energy that I'm going to get to serve Hashem better. That's called Kadesh Atzmecha B'mutalach. You sanctify Hashem with what is permitted to you. And that's the level of the Baal Tshuva and the higher level of Tshuva. Comes out that the higher level of tshuva through learning Torah is the lower level, and sanctifying yourself is already the higher level. How do you explain this higher, the highest level of tshuva a little bit better? So he says we could explain it based on a medrash mechilta that explains a verse in the Torah right before we got the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. In the book of Exodus, in Parsha Yisro. If that's where the story is covers the story of getting the receiving the, 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 the Ten Commandments on Mount Sinai. Right before we got the Torah, in chapter 19, verse 5, there it says that God says, If you will listen to my voice, then you will be a segula over all the nations. Simply understood. You will be to me, Vayitem Li, you will be to me, Sugula. Rashi over there says Sugula means like a treasure. You'll be like my treasured box, you know, my, my box, my jewels over all the nations of the world. If you listen and follow the Torah and Mitzvahs, right? So the Medr says, when it says you will be to me, meaning he says you're going to, I'm going to acquire you, Hashem is saying, by you learning my Torah. But to the, it has to be, your toiling in Torah has to be to the point that you're not toiling in anything else. You're exclusively toiling in my Torah and nothing else. That means that the highest level is when you, everything you do, every single thing you do, anything you eat, anything you drink, anything I study, anything I touch in this world, 
it's only for Hashem and for no other reason. Very high level. You remember I shared with you the story many times uh, when, uh, when the Ramad Chahar Adakar and a colleague of the Alter Rebbe came once, the big tzaddik, he came once to eat by the Alter Rebbe with his chassidim and Alter Rebbe's wife prepared the meal and she decided before the meal to splurge on the salt. She put more salt into the soup. The Alter Rebbe's daughter said, wow, such special guests are coming and she put more salt into the soup. The cook in the kitchen, the lady that used to look after the kitchen, oh, such special guest, she put more salt. And it came to the meal, and nobody was able to eat more than one taste of the spoon of soup. And the Al-Terebbe ate down his whole bowl of soup. And the Martre, the Tzaddik, asked Al-Terebbe, how did you do it? He says, we couldn't eat the soup. So Al-Terebbe said to him that since the day I came to Mazrich, under the teachings from our Rebbe, the Magad of Mazrich, I have learned to train my body to only eat what my body needs, not what my body wants. This is a very high level. To be able to be so devoted that I sanctify myself with what's ever permitted, that means that I only connect myself with permitted things if I could sanctify it. And that's the highest level in the devotion, in the highest level of the teshuva, in the two levels, teshuva and bal teshuva. That's the bal teshuva level where you acquire a mastery of this. That it's all about complete holiness. That's the level where God talks through you, the Torah speaks through your throat. That's the Kaddish Atzvacha B'mutr Lach. In other words, even though things are permitted to you, you do it because I completely submitted myself, I nullified myself to do only the desire of Hashem. Now we can understand the true idea of the higher level of tshuva. Because you're doing it through sanctification. How, and and the, the humbleness of learning Torah, no matter what kind of level you went out, that's still not sanctifying every single thing, so that's considered to be the second to the highest. Now, from this idea that sanctifying whatever is permitted is connected to the level, the highest level of the person, which is your brain, which is the chachma, which is the level of wisdom. Now, when you, when you take the idea of wisdom and you think of which letter in the alphabet of Hashem's name, yud hey vav hey, is connected with the word chachma, Chachma means you have the idea. So Chachma means I have a point. It's like taking a dot before you start to expound on the dot and spread the dot. It's just a dot. Which letter is that? That's the letter Yud. Yud is that small letter. From a Yud, you, 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 how do you write a Yud? You make a dot. Then, if I stretch the Yud downwards and to the side and then add a leg... I have a hey. Every letter is like that. Every single letter starts with a yud. Like any intellect starts with chachma. You have to have first the wisdom, and then you can have an understanding of it. So everything starts with the yud. So the yud is that what we call the nakuda. It's the point. It's higher than any forming of anything. You didn't form it into anything. It's just a dot. 
What's the connection of a Jew with Hashem? It's about that dot. You have that Jewish spark, that Yiddish pintle yid. Now, a Jew takes that level, that Yud, and you start to spread it out in the idea of Surmerah, going away from making that resolution to go away from anything bad. Then you make the commitment to do the things that are good, which is the learning of Torah. That's called spreading the dot and, and you know putting it out, elaborating on it. So when a person serves Hashem, it's not only about him, it's about connecting my existence with Hashem. So again, you're taking the dot and you're spreading it. So what's the emphasis is really only the hey and the vav and the hey. The first letter, the yud, is a natural thing that's inside you. It's a feeling. It's an existence of a feeling. So therefore, the level of balshuva, he doesn't even have to stress it. That's why Dr. Rebbe doesn't allude to that yud so much because that's the natural thing that's there but the, the goal is to take that spark that dot of re, in, the little yud that's in the in every single Jew and spread it out to all the other letters of Hashem's name the hey and the vav and the hey if a person violated a sin and you separated the hey okay you gotta bring it back together now just like you have this in the four letters that it all starts with the nakuda with the dot of which is the letter yud and from there, it, is sp- it spreads and you can make the letter hey, And then you can make the letter Vav, which is a straight line, which means you bring it down from intellect down into your emotions. And then you take it and spread it out to the rest of your body, which is the second hey. That's the Alter Rebbe goes and explains all this amazingly in the fourth chapter of the section of Tshuva. So too, it's with our relationship in our service to Hashem, not just in the letters. The beginning starts with the point of relationship with you and Hashem. And then you make yourself in a non-existence to Hashem by sanctifying everything that's permitted to you. Therefore, if you're missing in the fundamental thing of my acceptance of the yoke of, of heaven, and, and missing a fundamental thing of going away from anywhere bad, then that affects the lowest hate. And then you have to work your way up. The hate, the vav to the hate, and then you automatically your yud is in its full glory. And not just that, not just because to reach to the level of a complete level of repentance, you have to have this level, but also that the higher level of tshuva that comes after the lower level of tshuva, meaning after your resolution to do mitzvahs in a way even when it's uncomfortable, and to learn Torah even in a way when you have to go out of your normal nature, then you could feel a higher level, you could reach to the higher level of tshuva. That means my acceptance not to go back to any bad ways, which my bad ways was a rebellion against the king. And I make that resolution, I'm not going to be rebellion anymore, and I'm not going to go back to those ways of going against the king, God forbid. You have to have that in a way that it, you should be able to feel not just that I'm so humble by accepting the yokes of God, like a servant would accept the yoke of his master, but even more, that it's a it's because I accept it's in a, because it's an outcome 
of my, the source of my soul, which was always one with Hashem. In other words, why do I feel so connected to, to be this level of devoted to Hashem? Because I know that the essence of my soul never really separated from Hashem. And we could say that this is the reason why in the lower level of tshuva, it's not just returning the hay out of its exile that fell into exile through a sin, but it's also returning the lower, hev, level, the lower hay to the vav and then to the hay above it the first hay, and then to the yud on top of that. Because the lower hay, when it stands on alone, alone, when it's a standalone hay, the only way you could fix that is by starting to accept the yoke of heaven. Because it's talking about the way the soul is in my body. And returning the hay to its source, meaning returning the hay back to the first three letters. That's the ultimate goal. So the ultimate goal is that Hashem's name should have all the four letters, to, letters together. Yud hey vav with that hey. So teshuv hey, tashuv hey. And based on all of this, it's understood why the explaining this according to the side, the, the secrets, the kabbalistic idea of the returning the hey comes as an addition to the mitzvah of tshuva itself that we have to do. Well, again, the actual mitzvah of tshuva is to go away from any sin. And you make that commitment, I'm not going to sin anymore. But this is an additional point that helps us to understand how to do the mitzvah. Through explaining in length this whole idea of the lower hay. That lower hay is not an idea on its own, but it's connecting it to the first three letters. Meaning you're helping yourself to understand that when I do tshuva, the mitzvah of tshuva, it's complete in a way that it's so cleansed that there's no dirt around you and you're completely now absorbed in the full letters of Hashem's name, the yud and the vav And with this we can understand the four words that Dr. Rebbe used. In the beginning he said, Levayer heitev, to explain this well, Sabir with a broadened explanation. That represents to both levels of tshuva, it's not just a hint, but it's actually the novelty here in how you could begin to do tshuva. That's why the Alter Rebbe said, I'm going to explain this well with the introduction to be able to make it clear that it's not just what it says in the Zohar, but it's an idea of its own. In order that the beginning of your tshuva should be with a complete heart, we must understand this really, really well. That means that even though the main thing of mitzvah tshuva is to go with a full complete heart resolution. Nevertheless, you have to feel the letter, the, the, the letter of the hay and the vav and, and, and that whole experience. Meaning by learning and doing more than, you're more than you're used to doing. When he says to explain this in a broader way, that's represented by the t- returning the other hay. To, which is the idea of Bina, of the intellectual level, where you feel the name of Hashem to be humble to it through learning of Torah. And therefore, he doesn't have to say the higher level in the higher hey, which refers to the idea of the Baal Shuvah level, because the Altarebbe wants to only emphasize the part where it needs your actual commitment in practice. Feelings, he says that is there automatically because you have it. Every Jew has a, that feeling in them. But the 
to practical part of it, that's the part that he's emphasizing. And that's why he emphasizes mainly about the hey to the vav and the hey part to the yud. But the yud itself, he doesn't have to get into for that reason. And let us pray from here that with these words here, we can appreciate the Alter Rebbe's idea that the main focus is, is in the pile, in the actuality of doing that. And that's hinted to again in the first three letters. And this is a, a talk that the Rebbe helped us to understand in Parsha Re'eh in 1970.